This episode of the Busted Wide Open podcast is brought to you by Blueberry. Blueberry offers the best media hosting, accurate listening stats, and their all-new PowerPress Deluxe Sites, a no-setup WordPress website for your podcast with all the necessary links to share your show with the world built right in. If you currently produce a podcast and are looking for a better host, or if you're looking to start a new one from scratch, head over to orbitaljigsaw.com slash BWO and sign up for the best media hosting and a PowerPress Deluxe site to get your first month absolutely free. That's orbitaljigsaw.com slash BWO or just use the promo code BWO at checkout for your first month absolutely free. And now, enjoy the show. Hey guys, this is Angel Garza, superstar from WWE, and you are listening to the Busted Wide Open Podcast, to the most fresh news of the wrestling, so keep listening, and just remember one thing, El Latino está en la casa, baby. You're listening to the Busted Wide Open Podcast. Dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling. With your hosts, Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous. Coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. Hi, welcome back to the Busted Wide Open Podcast. I'm just kidding. Welcome back to the Busted Wide Open Podcast, but if this is your first time joining the show, I'd like to welcome you to episode number 211. Trying to drink the pain away as I live in quarantine, my name is Nick Howell. And I'm not saying that God hates the idea of JBL in the Hall of Fame, but gesturing broadly, I am (laughs) Sir Ian Dangerous, and welcome to this St. Patrick's Day edition of the Busted Wide Open Podcast. Coming to you live from quarantine for both of us. Uh, you're more on lockdown than I am, I think, at this point, Mr. Howell. Yes. Uh, uh, as of today, we are uh, we are supplied up. Uh, everything's loaded up and the doors are locked. Nobody's coming in. We're not going out for the next two weeks. Wow. Yep. You're in. Done. In. Done. <sighs> Dang. Yeah, I've, I've, I'm packed up on on the Grocks as well. Uh, and uh, trying to trying to enjoy my St. Patrick's Day. I also enjoyed uh, 316 day yesterday. We're going to be talking about Raw today, everybody, which was a very strange show, also done from the Performance Center with uh, with no audience. And uh, a lot of, they, they played the entire Men's Royal Rumble match. It was Nick, it was insane. But uh, in, in honor of, of both St. Patrick's Day and 316, I'm going to pop this beautiful uh, stone cold broken skull. Mm. Give me some beer. Ah, uh, IPA. I don't know how they chug this stuff. It's actually... Uh, mm. Oh, Becky it's looked like flavorful. she was struggling a little bit last night, but... Uh. Well, she threw it in her own eye, if you <laughs> saw that, but... Uh, but in addition, as, as we said, it is St. Patrick's Day, so... And I'm home. I got nothing better to do, so... It's time for a little Irish whiskey as well. So it's oh, gonna be one nice. of those days, Nick. Oh, boy. Days Strap in, folks! <laughs> Strap in! It's gonna be a quarantine day-to-day on this. Yes. This is it. And of course, because I'm a bartender, I'm going to throw a little bitters in this as well. Because I'm, oh, of you know, course, you are. You have bitters in your house. Look how awesome you are. <laughs> I have like a whole apothecary's shelf of bitters over there because, of course, I do. Welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, yes, we have. Uh, we're going to talk about raw today. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff that's going on. Uh, it is. It is a crazy time that we are all living in. 
But uh, that is not stopping us, Nick. The show goes on, and this show will definitely continue because we can do it from the privacy of our house, and it's wonderful. Uh, but tell you what, Nick, let's let's stick to tradition. Let's give away the all the housekeeping. Let's get all that out of the way so everyone knows where they can interact with the show, and then we'll get into the rest of it. Yes, guys, uh, if you want to drink some beer with us on St. Patrick's Day, or if you're stone cold... Come on over to Facebook, search for Busted Wide Open, send us a join request to get into the BWO discussion group with the rest of the phenomenal ones. Make sure you like our Facebook page as well. We're starting to do a little bit more with that pesky little thing, uh, such as watch parties and things like that as well. So make sure you uh, like our page and join us for the group, where you'll find links to things such as our Discord server, where we do live chats all throughout the week. And frankly, the past couple shows of WWE programming have been more fun in the Discord than what you're actually watching on TV. So if you're not in there yeah. with us, you're missing out on some really good chatter, some good times. And during this whole period of social distancing, it's great to come together genuinely and talk to each other and be a part of, of watching all of this stuff together and seeing how this plays out. So come join us in Discord. It is a great community of professional wrestling fans that across all of the different shows that we watch together all throughout the week. You can also find us over on Twitter and Discord at BWO Podcast. We stream live right here on YouTube every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, and every Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. That's bust, uh, YouTube.com slash Busted Wide Open. We're on that train to 1,000 subscribers as we have been for a long time now. And baby, she's about to pull into the station. We're getting we're there, well, yeah. We're over 700 now, and we got as a big hump we needed to get past. If we just get to a thousand, all that the big, other boxes that big are checked. Becky Lynch Mack truck is just rolling right up there right now. Oh my goodness! Please, yes. Oh, we're waiting for it. All kinds of cool shit unlocks when you get there. You get a uh, you get to a hundred thousand. I think you get a play button and all kinds of stuff. But studies Ooh. show that when you hit a thousand, it ramps up. It hockey sticks because uh, they start advertising you more. They start promoting your stuff more. So help us get there, guys. If you are we help. are we we're still talking about our show, not the pandemic, right? I'm just, I'm just correct. Being, Clear. Okay. Just, yes, yes. <laughs> Last but certainly not least, thank you for all your support on YouTube. But if you'd like to get some ex access to some exclusives, you can head over to patreon.com slash BWO. Get a copy of the show notes for every episode, uh, the same ones that Ian and I use to record the show here with you guys, uh, and also the ability to ask listener questions for our patron mailbag series that we do every single Saturday. Uh, patrons ask questions, and we answer them, and everybody can listen. So if you'd like to get yours in, uh, you can set, go ahead over just for $5 a month. Plus, it's going to be interesting this year, but we are still going to do our WrestleMania Patrons Pick'ems Challenge for all of our patrons at the $5 tier and above. So if you want to get in on that, go ahead and sign up now because it's going to be right at the turn of April. You don't want to miss out. Make sure you get your patronage ready to go because Mr. Chris White, our reigning defending champion, will be defending his championship for the very yes. first time on the grandest stage. Well, uh, do we still well, call it the grandest stage? The From most the performance, performance center, center stage of them all. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, anyway, thank you very much to all of our patrons. You guys rock. Thank you for being this big supporters that you are and for being willing to give some of your hard-earned cash over to us even during this time of crisis that we are entering right now. So thank you very much. Uh, Ian, uh, we, yes. uh, we want to, before we get into Raw, I want to give a little bit of a teaser here of what show today's show is going to be yes uh we're going to do this we're going to do almost it's not two different shows but it's almost two different shows we're absolutely going to cover raw today but i want everybody to make sure to stick around because we're going to talk about we're going to hang out a little bit we're going to yeah. talk about what 
we as hosts, as content creators, are going to do during these times. We're, we're looking at at least the next two weeks, probably more likely the next month, and possibly even beyond that into July and August, where we have people that are out of work. We have all kinds of very hard times and situations uh, going on around the world. So we want to wrap with you guys, let you know what our thoughts are around this show, uh, around the state of professional wrestling and all of that kind of good stuff. So stick around. We are going to yeah. cover Raw real quick, but we're going to go with that stuff as well. And speaking uh, speaking of which, Nick, uh, speaking of hard times, hard times, Daddy. Kobe put hard times on me and my family. Yeah. Uh, what What is your current situation there in where you live? Like, h- how locked down are you there? How mandatory is it? Uh, et cetera, et cetera. Like, what is your what is your predicament? What is are you still working? Did your work tell you to only work from home? Yes. What are where where are you at right now with all that? So I'm a technology worker. I've been working from home since 2013. In fact, it was when I left North Carolina and came back to LA in 2013. I've been a remote worker ever since. So it, mostly because I travel a lot, right? You guys know how much I travel. It's I'm constantly gone. So it wasn't a big deal that I wasn't at an office. It didn't really matter. So it's kind of okay for me it's not that big of a deal for me to be working from home i set myself up here with this big command center and i can do pretty much i can do more here than i could in the office anyway (laughs) so for as far as the state of north carolina goes literally today tuesday st patrick's day um the governor of north carolina came out and said uh moratorium takeout only at restaurants and bars uh we are and until further notice as well, there was no dates given of when this is going to be lifted. Salons and spas are also closed. That means haircuts, uh, anything you would do for beautification. Think about that's the way I think about it. Um, which is <laughs> anything where you have someone close to you breathing on you while they're doing it to you. Exactly, or yeah. over the top of you, right down on right, you, right next to you. Yeah. Sure. Um, so the state of us, Esther and I, are uh, we we had a hard. Hard end to the weekend. Um, we, I had a long night Sunday night where I didn't sleep because I was really bent out of shape about what to do because uh, you and I were talking back and forth about L.A., Mayor Garcetti mm. making the decision to basically shut down bars and restaurants. And yep. I think if there was one tipping point for me for all of this to really register, that was it. That, that, and, and understanding, and you and I being friends for a long time now, and understanding what impact that was going to have on you, as well as understanding that L.A. is basically propped up on the services industry, and what that was going to do to the city of Los Angeles and its citizens. And that was the tipping point for me to basically go, okay, the, in the next 48 hours, we're going to get everything done we need to get done, and then nobody's coming in this house, and we're not leaving it for at least the next two weeks, potentially the next month. That's that's the current state of things in in House Nick. How about yourself? Mm. I, I know you got some uh, some tough well, hard times out there uh, in Los Angeles. Very very odd times indeed. Um, I actually was in the middle of trying to purchase a new car uh, as all this order was coming down. Not because I I wanted to. Hey, why not get a new car now when the boring apocalypse is happening? But because I literally didn't have a car because mine got totaled. Uh, not my fault, which was great because it meant I got money for it. But it also meant that I had to spend that money because you cannot live without a car in L.A. And if things proceeded to be to get crazier and crazier, I needed to have some sort of vehicle. So I was actually in the middle of giving away a lot of money that I didn't want to give away just so that I had something to drive around in. Um, but that was when this all was going down on Sunday night. And as you said, yes, 
Sunday night, Monday morning, midnight uh, was when the order went into effect that L.A., Los Angeles, where I live, where I work, uh, all bars shut down. All gatherings of over 50 people shut down. Restaurants, takeout only, no dine-in. And I've definitely seen a lot of places that have ignored that and are still you know, business as usual. But uh, you know, having done enough research on it and luckily working for some responsible businesses, uh, I'm now out of two jobs. So that's, uh, so that's good times. I, I am still managing the bar downtown. There's still lots of work to be done um, behind the scenes and helping our employees out, et cetera. Um, so I'm still doing some stuff down there. But yeah, mostly I am now stuck in the house after, after having supplied up today and you know, got the, got the, the pups, got Dog Ziggler here uh, minding his own business. And we're just battening down the hatches and trying to stay as, as responsible as possible for the next little bit. But what that means is I don't have to go to a job six days out of the week anymore. And that gives a little more time for things, Nick. So, uh, yeah, that leads us to the next thing that we wanted to get to later on in the show. We're going to be talking about what we're going to do next. So I guess, Nick, let's do what we normally do. Let's, let's do the wrestling. Let's talk about what happened, uh, in wrestling since the last time we've had a show. And then let's, Let's break it down and start actually talking to people about what comes next. Yes. But for now, Nick, let's head over into the main guts of our show and talk about the big news. WrestleMania as we know it is off. Woo, boy. WrestleMania officially. And if you guys remember on Saturday's show, I told you that I had watched the Hillsborough County uh, county, uh, town commission, city council, whatever, meet and basically go, all right, WWE, it's your move. If you right. don't act, we're going to. It was implied. It wasn't explicitly said like that, but we're going to give WWE the opportunity to do the right thing. Back out. Or yeah, we're going to force their hand. And I, I, it, they did And now they force their hand. See, from what I read, WWE did it voluntarily. Actually, um, and if they didn't do it voluntarily, I've, I've, I've still got the reports are still coming in as to who did what to whom when. Uh, but we do know that WrestleMania will not be happening as planned in Tampa Bay in a gigantic arena. It will now be happening maybe in the Performance Center. That is the current uh, statement's been made. Is that it looks like it'll be happening in the Performance Center the same night? But what it might be is they just get these matches out of the way. And we have a real WrestleMania postponed to a later date, perhaps June, July, whenever things blow over. So lots of things still up in the air with WrestleMania. The other thing that I'm curious to know, if we can ever pin down who did what. I know WWE wants to say that they did it uh, because for publicity reasons, that's the best thing to say. Is that, yes, we were responsible and we took the decision to, to stop it. But at the same time, it's harder to get your money back when you decide to pull out. True. So... True. And what one thing to keep in mind is it's never just the WWE staff and personnel. You have concessions workers, you have on you have building staff, you have IT staff, you have tech staff that are not WWE people when you're at a venue. And mm. basically Tampa from what I gather, Tampa said you can't have any of those people, therefore you can't operate the 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 stadium. Well, so and again, you, can't you know, now, now, now from the presidential standpoint, they're, they're recommending no more than 10 people in a group now. 
And you can't even run that from the performance center with that few people. So imagine trying to run out of a stadium. So there's no way they could have done an empty stadium show at this point. Um, Like you said, Nick, it might even be as many as 50 people there to run that. So, yeah, irresponsible to do that. But the question is, is will it have blown over by April 5th? Will they have enough time to be able to change things by that point? If so, uh, it is an, it is going to be a, a, an evolving situation, to say the least. But we can't say it's canceled because it, is, it has been said that it is not canceled. They're still going forward with something. What that something is, we don't know yet. But they're saying the Performance Center for now, the same date. Uh, also and that it because, will be course, streamed available, streamed on the yes. network and available via pay-per-view. Do you think people are still going to buy a $60 pay-per-view for that? I wonder. I wonder if it, they just have it available on pay-per-view just because if people are browsing their home now, a lot of people are going to be home, maybe more will be home then, and if they don't have the network already and they have no way to know that the network exists but they're browsing pay-per-view and they see WrestleMania and they see Brock Lesnar and they see Goldberg, maybe they will go, oh, yeah, I'll pay 60 bucks for that because they don't know any better. I don't know. One would think everyone knows about the network by now, but you know what? They have, maybe they just put the option out there just to try and make a little more money on the side. I mean, Disney ABC, if, if it's true, if the rumors are true that they're shopping the pay-per-views to ESPN underneath ABC Disney, there's demand out there, So and, and ABC Disney's not going to pursue that if there's not an audience to go capture and, and capture those funds so sure yeah you might you might be right there so well I, and I keep in mind both smackdown and raw posted really high numbers ratings wise people are home people are watching these things they're there and, and those were not good shows smackdown was entertaining but it was goony raw was a slog and it was weird We'll talk about that in a second. One last thing about this. TakeOver and the Hall of Fame also, unsurprisingly, are being shifted, slashed, changed around, postponed. TakeOver, it's being rumored, will be actually on the Wednesday of that week instead of NXT, and that it will be going head-to-head with AEW. But uh, whether or not at that point they'll be allowed to even have that many people in a room together, um, I think all they can hope is that they can get everyone tested so that they don't have someone who's asymptomatic out there and you know breathing hard and sweating on other people. So it is, uh, it is going to be, I think, a question of how things evolve over the next two weeks. As far as the Hall of Fame goes, uh, Davy Boy Smith's daughter said that they, they talked to her about the Hall of Fame ceremony, and they were proposing to her that it might be pushed back to SummerSlam, which I think is a great idea. That's like, actually if, probably a best-case scenario, honestly. I think that's if, if you're not worried about storylines and shows, which you're not with the Hall of Fame, but you still want to do it this year, push it back to SummerSlam. This yeah. is this from uh, from pretty much I think most of the reports we're seeing, uh, the ma- the major part of this should be over by August. So uh, they could do it then. It's still one of their big shows and have it be a big deal. So that might actually be the best case scenario for them with the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So hmm. interesting. Yeah. Well, there's there's plenty to talk about when it comes to WrestleMania, but a lot of it just comes down to pure speculation. Frankly, we don't know. We've heard one thing. I've read into and gathered some little nuggets based on public record from the city of Tampa and Hillsborough County down in Florida, and that's where my conjecture is coming from and my sort of what I'm taking away from a lot of that had to do with everything else except for the WWE 
uh, things required to run a venue that large requires mm-hmm. hundreds of people, hundreds before you even bring in the first WWE superstar or Vince McMahon. You have hundreds of people that are running that, and they're just not going to let that happen. So uh, that guidance is coming from the very top of the very top at the federal government level, and you know the states, the governors have decided to back that. So it, it, that's the state that we're in right now. Um, WrestleMania is uh, kind of wait and see. Uh, but if it's anything like what we've seen over the last couple of shows – uh, it's it's going to be interesting, and it'll be different if it's more like what we saw on SmackDown or if it's more like what we saw on Monday Night Raw. So what we saw on Monday Night Raw, Nick, was a, the entire men's Royal Rumble match in the middle of a couple of promos and setups for WrestleMania, which... It was a very entertaining match, but at the same time, when we talked about them recycling things for this show, I can see why they'd want to do it because it's basically an hour-long video package for why Brock Lesnar and Drew McIntyre are facing off at WrestleMania. So I see the logic behind wanting to put it on there. It also is a very obvious time suck where they're like, damn, we got three hours to fill and we can only have so many people in this building. And we can only do so much. Um, so I don't know how they're going to keep that running if they've got a, a Raw that where they have to fill three hours every week. Um, at what point does it become a, a recap and replay show? Um, will that satisfy people? I think we talked last week about Raw potentially becoming, or like some of these shows having a lot of like, you know, flashback here, hey, here, remember this match kind of thing. Uh, are they going to have to go find more interesting matches? Are they going to have to give us more reasons to watch these matches? Or are we going to be disappointed every time they show us uh, a match that we've already seen? I think there's an element of diminishing returns to it. I think one of the reasons we enjoyed Friday so much and then what was because we had never seen that before. Short of Mick Foley and The Rock having an empty arena match, um, we, have, we haven't really seen a full show air like that and it was weird and eerie but added some layers of intensity and there was sort of a novelty to it that we hadn't seen before now that the sheen had been rubbed off on friday night when we got to monday not to mention that it's an extra hour and the fact that they recycled something that was already over an hour long without commercials and then they take 10 commercial breaks in it and it ends up taking up almost an hour and a half to two hours of your three hour show where you're bookending it with an edge promo that was straight fire. We'll talk about that in a minute. And then some fun antics that went on at the end, slotted in there somewhere, was a match we'd already seen 327 times. Congratulations. <laughs> I just told you everything you need to know about Monday Night Raw in about 30 seconds. Yeah, we could we could talk about Raw in 30 seconds, but that's not what we're here to do, Nick. We're here right. to actually break it down. So, yes. uh, so let's actually do that. Let's... Um, well, first of all, I do want to talk about overall about the show, and that's part of that is like, yeah, they used an enormous match to fill a lot of their time, um, and frankly, it was a lot drier. Part of what was great about SmackDown was Triple H being an absolute lunatic for half the show, shooting on people, being funny. Like it was part of that show. What made it entertaining was how loose it was, was how loose it felt, and how. Uh, very surreal it was in a lot of ways. And there were surreal moments on this Raw. 
but they weren't as fun as SmackDown. And that was, I think, part of it. And part of that was the announcing crew was, I mean, about as buttoned up as you could possibly be for most of the show. You had Jerry the King Lawler standing, by the way, shoulder to shoulder with Byron Saxton and Tom Phillips, which is not social distancing, sir. You're a, you're a what is he now, in his 60s, late 60s, early 70s? That is not social distancing, sir. Hey, <laughs> careful. Uh, but all joking aside, they were there just buttoned up the entire time. You know, it was almost like their shtick on a normal show, which is kind of dry to begin with. Right. So that was, I think, the presentation of it was also part of what made it a little bit of a drier and sometimes more awkward show. Um, I mean, and, and one of the most awkward segments was the final segment, which was it was 316. They had announced that Stone Cold would be there on this show, and he was. And he came out to an empty arena. They even had moments where he asked the audience a question and they cut to the audience and it was just chairs, empty chairs. And then they cut back to him. It was so awkward and weird, especially for a guy who lives off of the crowd reaction as much as Stone Cold and his act does. To have him have no act, no what. They had to actually get Byron Saxton to hold up numbers rating his speech because he started saying, oh, it's 316 day. It's now a national holiday. On 316 day, you can, someone says something you don't like, you can flip them off. Your boss works for you. Right. And and everything that he decreed, Byron would hold up a number rating it. You can only, you know, it's it's fine to use four-letter words and Byron holds up a five and Stone Cold's like, really? Five, Byron? Ah, tough crowd, tough crowd, even though there's no crowd. It was just, was it cringy for you, Nick? Or was it just me? That's, oh man, I want to be fair here. I really, I really want to make sure I say this the way I genuinely felt. I was, I was one part creeped out, cringy kind of thing. Like it was just so awkward and weird that I didn't, I wasn't enjoying it. And the other side of me is sympathetic. Right. The other part of me respects the PT Barnum show must go on mentality of it, we're seeing it through we're doing what we got to do hey let's bring some of our big legends out here and let's let's see if we can make the best of this and because yes. any some show is better than no show and some some viewership is better than no viewership and getting some viewership is a win as opposed to just not having the show not generating any ad revenue on a show that has mostly held down Monday nights for the better part of 20 to 30 years. Right. So that that's where I'm at. As a wrestling fan, I feel like, yes, obviously, we do a show because we like to tell them all the things that they could do differently and better, right? <laughs> it's being snarky a little it's, bit. It's part of it. It's part of it, yeah. yeah. I mean, but we, we like to say when we feel they did things right, things that engaged us, things that we thought was were done well. Uh, this was one where... As you said, Nick, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. They were trying. They're like, dude, we can't. We're You've taken away 90% of our tools and our weapons and our number one you know, biggest asset, which is a crowd. The biggest superstar we, in WWE is the crowd. Right. And and that's not hyperbole. That's, that, that is something that they use sometimes as corporate speak, but they're not wrong on, on, on some levels. You know, that's why it's a, a good corporate line. 
um, the fans are essential. And without it, you get something like this, which feels at best like high school theater and at worst like something Lion Drive just pointed out in the chat, and that is it feels like Eric, the Eric Andre show, which is intentionally supposed to be awkward and stilted and kind of like high school theatery. Like that's his humor. That's not what they were trying to do here. That wasn't the intention. That was just how it turned out, you know? So it, it's something where I think a little bit of the curtain was pulled aside on how stilted a lot of WWE's style is. Sometimes it's not. You know, on, on, on SmackDown, we had, for instance, Bray and Cena, I thought was a really interesting analysis of how WWE's drama works. Whereas here, it was like a comedy slash nostalgia bit where it just fell flat because yeah. they just didn't have the, the spark wasn't there. The life wasn't there. They were trying their damnedest. I mean, Lord knows Byron is so naturally goofy that it, it played well into that. And when Stone Cold finished up and he finally was like, you know what? Come on down here, Byron. Why don't you have a drink with me? Um, you know, the final rule is, of 316 day is you can, uh, you can beat up any bitch for any reason whatsoever. And the best part um, of this whole segment, they showed off air after they went off air. Well, they, but, they, but this was stuff that was on air. He kicks Byron in the nuts and gives him a stunner and beer goes everywhere. And then he starts chugging beers. And then uh, Becky Lynch comes out for some reason. And she chugs beers with him, and he reminds her that she, that she gave him a stunner once on a, a an episode of of his show, and um, she's like, "Yeah, no, I didn't." And then they just, they both stun the hell out of uh, Byron Saxon again, walk around and drink beers, and that was that. And then, as you said, Nick, they had more stuff off air, right? Yeah, as soon as we got the trademark and we and it went off air, and you know whatever else came on USA next, unbeknownst to us at the time. The Street Profits came out. Their music hits, surprises Stone Cold after he's gone and kicked Byron square in the ghoulies. Like, he, yeah. he missed his tummy by about a foot and kicked him went right in the straight, groin. Right, went straight for his Nia Jaxes. <laughs> Hard way, you could say, mm. right? <laughs> mm. uh, he hit Byron right in the Saxton. Um, hey But the Street Profits come out, and they want to celebrate with Stone Cold. And they're dancing, and Montel, Montez Ford is going to go down as my number two behind The Rock is the best sell of the stunner ever. And they didn't show it on TV. And, and to your point, to your point, the reason SmackDown was as entertaining as it was was because of Trips and his goofiness, and we were getting Antics DX Triple H back throughout the entire show. Yes. They tried to do this a little bit with Asuka on commentary and sprinkle it in there a little bit, but had they had this thing with the Street Profits be what happened at the end instead of Stone Cold and Becky walking around and doing their thing, this would have been a fantastic way to end the show. And I'm, I'm very, Maybe they just ran out of time. Maybe they weren't counting the number of commercial breaks they were going to play during the two-hour re redux of the Men's Royal Rumble match. But I... This is a weird, this is a weird hmm. thing to wonder. This is a weird thing to wonder... And maybe I've been listening to Bruce Mitchell too much. But I wonder if they didn't want the show going off the air to a bald-headed white guy kicking a couple of black guys and stunning them, and then we go off air. If it was better with him and like the, the perky you know, female face of the company chugging beers and going off the air, if that was more of a good look for them, especially when they're expecting a little bit more of a casual audience on this show, I wonder if that was part of it. I wonder if that was a thought that crossed their mind. 
uh, or if I'm just you know seeing this too much through PC colored lenses. Yeah, I think you've been in LA too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Or I just have seen way too many uh, you know online warriors freak out about things that are yeah. that are you know if you watch the show you know is doesn't not a big deal. So yeah, I, one wonders why they kept that part of the segment off the TV because that that's. It was better than what they had on TV, which was, I think, kind of awkward at best. And I, I am so sad that that Stone Cold segment had to be without an audience because it's always a joy to see him in yep. front of an audience. There was more than just that with Becky, though. She also, as we said, drove up to the place in a giant, uh, tricked-out big rig with her face, name all over it. Uh, she got out and cut a promo backstage about how she was going to... Um, she like she wasn't... Or, no, she came out to the ring about how she was uh, better than Shayna, essentially. You know, saying uh, um, that, you know, Becky's here getting into Shayna's mind, essentially, that every every word she says, every tweet she sends out is just making Shayna crazier, and that's how Becky's going to win. She's going to win the mind games, essentially, and Shayna was sure. backstage fuming, which, okay, all right. Um, Becky's playing mind games with Shayna. Shayna is physically dominant. All right, we've set this up. Fine. This didn't, I don't think this, you know, broke any new ground it didn't flip my wig but it was fine if this had been on a regular episode of running at raw we'd have been like all right cool we're keeping things going to wrestlemania we wouldn't so, have thought twice about it it's just that it was in this kind of very dry atmosphere that made it just seem kind of there do you yeah. know what i mean sheriff mcdonald and i were, were wrapping offline last night after the show and he had some interesting theories around the truck and that was that it was actually initially intended to be part of her wrestlemania entrance and that they had built it and that they had kept it off to the side. and But now, at, with the announcement of what we saw yesterday before the show with WrestleMania, it was they, were, they decided just to unveil it uh, there at the Performance Center. So right. that's interesting. I, I th- Could you imagine Becky pulling a stone cold and driving a semi down the ramp at WrestleMania? Yeah, <laughs> that could have been a pretty big, cool moment. That uh, that we lost out on. Instead, we got to see. I her wonder Ill- she illegally parked it in a driveway. So, yeah, <laughs> eh, you know, I, I don't know what to do here in my own head because I'm struggling with how much, how much I, I I'm gonna allow myself to be upset about this. That's really the crux of this whole thing. How much am I gonna allow myself to be upset by the fact that? Man, my, my wrestling, my WrestleMania, it's not going the way I wanted it to and all of that in the environment and the climate that we're in right now. And I don't feel it's fair to to really judge it or shame it or I think they should have canceled it or I, I'm not going to go out and be one of those warriors that's going to say what I think they should have done because they their hand was forced. They didn't have a choice. So, yeah. Oh, cheers. We're cheersing. All right. Happy St. Patrick's I'm, Day. I'm cheers, and it's still St. Patrick's Day over here. Uh, also, welcome to the lovely Vanessa Flanders in the chat. Just tipping us twenty dollars. Oh, oh thank, thank you, you so much. Welcome to St. Patty's Day party. Sorry, we'll not be there to see you at the bar tonight because there's no bar. It doesn't exist anymore. It's a dream. We woke up from a dream. When was the last uh, time I you thought didn't I w- have mid- Monday Midnight Metal Madness? Um. You know, I've I've done that for about eight years, but I've taken Mondays off to go on trips or whatever. This is the first St. Patrick's Day that I have not had to work since 2009. Most St. Patrick's Days I work uh, between 20 and my record was 30 hours straight 
on St. Patrick's Day. Jesus. Uh, and going into the uh, 7 a.m. to uh, past noon, one or two the next day. Um, I have worked every St. Patrick's Day since 2009. I was in New York in 2009 and then worked everyone prior to that all the way down to 2004. So this is a very weird, very weird day for me today. <laughs> very weird. I, I have to admit, the uh, a little bit of the uh, the old... Uh, little nip. Little nip makes it... Oh, oh, there... Oh, now it feels like St. Patrick's Day. Ah, <laughs> much little burn in the throat. Uh, <laughs> little whiskey face. <laughs> Nightish eyes are smiling. Yeah, I do, that's the other thing I don't have today. I don't have a lot of... like No one's playing the pogues for 20 hours around me, which is... Right. Uh, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's a good thing. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we digress. Uh... All right, so Nick, your favorite part of the show. Edge gives a promo. Edge comes out of the ring and promos on Randy Orton uh, and says, hey, Randy, I know why you did what you did. Uh, it's because you're jealous because you're a spoiled brat. Um, I was the guy who had the natural talent and you were given everything on a silver platter. That was essentially the promo. And he said, uh, but, you know, WrestleMania, I'm going to take you out. You put hands on my wife, so we're going to have a last man standing match. Nick, what, you, what 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 did what what grabbed you about this promo? What grabbed me right now? I didn't hear a word you said because Abraham Castillo just dropped fifty bucks in the tip jar. Are you freaking kidding me? Oh my god, dude! Abraham, Abraham. thank you so thank much. Thank you dude. so much, dude. Seriously, appreciate it. Much love. Oh, uh, what were you saying? Something about I, edge, edge, something, something, edge. Yeah, his I promo was straight fire. And here's the thing I want to say. Uh. There is something about somebody as intense with the eyes of Edge looking straight into camera. Fourth wall be damned. Looking straight into camera at you with his Edge crazy eyes. And it <laughs> looks like he's looking into your soul. Yeah, the thousand yard stare. And you you just feel it on the insides. <laughs> this uh, Last man standing match, Randy, if you got the balls. And yeah. I'm just like, oh, don't hurt me, Edge. If you've got no. the sack, if you have the grit, Randy Orton. Then oh. on this day, you too can see clearly that... Wait, that's something else. Uh, nothing I have to point out with this, with this promo, though. He mentioned that one guy inspired both of them. One guy drove them to be better. And that guy was Mick Foley. Which of course made me all a flutter because I've got Mick Foley merch everywhere. But uh, do you see Mick Foley getting involved in this? Like, is this something where they could bring in Mick and Randy takes out Mick as a way to get back at Edge? Am I? Did I just did I just see that coming up here? Was that was that a uh, a foreshadowing that I'm that I'm just reading too much into, or would that be awesome? Would that help this feud where Randy takes out not only Edge's wife but his mentor, their mutual mentor as well? I mean, if we've got two weeks left until this is going to go on, yeah, you could have Mick come in and do a spot, bring him in, and have Randy also take him out, give him a concerto just to draw Edge out. Sure. Why not? At this point, keep amping it up. He just called out Randy and said, if you got the stones, last mm -hmm. man standing. I bet you won't show up. Randy can counter with, like, taking out Mick Foley. Yeah. If you've got the huevos. Chutzpah. Yes. If you've got the uh, testicular fortitude, if you will. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I'm I'm very curious to see if they how they're going to ramp this up more because I mean we've got a few weeks left, got uh, what three weeks, two and a half weeks left. Two, two. 
Oh. Two week two <laughs> weeks from yesterday, Sunday. <laughs> yeah, so they've got they've got time. It's just a matter of you know if Mick has to be on lockdown too because he's no spring chicken either. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. It's two weeks from this, so three weeks from this past Sunday. Okay. Yes, two and a half weeks. There you go. So we got still got time, and I would Lord knows. Um, I think that would be like a great little cherry on top before we get to WrestleMania if Randy does take out Mick Foley. Also because I just like seeing Mick Foley on my TV. Yeah. That's just me. Just please wear your teeth, Mick. It's crazy yeah. without him. Well, but yeah, but sometimes he wears the teeth and he says something too forcefully and they go flying across the ring and it's then we all just like, oh, God, it's worse than hell in a cell. Before, when I saw his teeth go flying, it was cool. His tooth is in his nose. And now his teeth are across the ring, and it's like, oh, God, no. Why? God, no. Okay. Nick, a wild Cholo taker appeared on this episode of Raw. Uh, the shortest Undertaker entrance ever. He was halfway to American Badass Taker. He had the rat tail down the back. He had the the scully on. He was shirtless, but he still had the like what do you would you call that? Like a tummy tuck brace on his spanks. Like, like spanks. His spanks. Yeah. His, his yeah. under spanks. Taker spanks. Yeah, taker spanks. Yeah. Hashtag taker spanks. There's a new one for you guys. <laughs> taker spanks. Uh, we were missing so he, the bike and we were missing Limp Biscuit, and that's about it. And Kid Rock. I'm not mad at either of those things being missing. <laughs> he was other thing he was missing, Nick, was was a plaid shirt buttoned only at the top. That was yeah. the only thing he was missing. And, and socks pulled up to his knees. Socks pulled up, yeah. Since we're since we're diving into stereotypes, let's just uh, let's um, see it through. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, that's his new entrance. Jesus Christ. So Taker comes out of the ring, tosses. There's supposed to be a, a contract signed. There's no contract. Tosses the table. Jerry the King Lawler goes scuttling away. Taker starts pacing around the ring. And the uh, AJ fake comes out a couple times, shows up on the Titan Tron with the OC and says, ha, 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 Taker, I tricked you. I'm not really in the ring. Uh, you're old. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick your ass at WrestleMania. Insults him a bunch, signs the contract, has his boys deliver it to the ring. They're like, no, he'll kick our ass. He's like, he'll be fine. Go on. So they finally go. Taker kicks their ass, uh, appears behind them. And whoops them up, and then stuffs the signs the contract, stuffs it into Carl Anderson's mouth, and that was the segment. Uh, was there anything here, Nick, that uh, really like flipped your wig, that it, uh, electrified you about this feud? Made was there anything that, like felt new to you about this feud, or, or was this just like we're going through the motions at this point? No, we're, we're <laughs> just the motions. It, not only was the show awkward. Not only was the having no audience and the silence when no one was talking awkward, it was also awkward to hear the gong as the lights went down, and then you could hear him jumping out of the ring and running over to be behind them, and then you heard somebody call the cue to bring the lights back up, and I'm going, what? Can you guys just hand signal? Oh, no, wait, it's dark. Can you not, like, tap each other on the arm or something? Guys, was, did he did he really run though, Nick, or did he kind of like straight leg hobble? Because he didn't look that good getting into the ring. No, it's. I mean, even AJ said, "We know you can't run, Taker." I mean, I don't know if you should be I, pointing I that out. Oh, they started calling him Mark. Okay, so here's here's the thing I want to talk about. AJ started calling him Mark. Taker's coming out without a whole lot of. I mean, he did still technically teleport, but are we getting more to? Are we breaking Undertaker's mystique, his kayfabe here a little bit? too much or is that good is that like aj getting her skin 
Is there a balance they're striking here, or is it too much for you? Do you, uh, do you mind AJ for the first? By the way, this is a this, this is a big deal. Yeah, is them saying Undertaker's actual real name? Like they've done that to other stars and said, "Oh, your name's really Joe Roman, right?" This is Undertaker. Um, Thirty it, years. Yeah, of, it's interesting to do it on Monday Night Raw. That's different, but I think that to the 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 more invested audience, they've seen him now ha- as Mark have a conversation with Steve on the Broken Skull session, right? Right. A long conversation over an hour as Mark talking about all of his different roles and his journey throughout his career. So I I think that that kimono has been opened up a little bit. So I, I'm not too bent out of shape that. You know, we're, are we doing it on Raw? Sure. Do I? Did I? Did it really bother me? No. Did it really add any flair to this feud? No. So I, I, I don't. See, I think, I think that it does make the feud personal. Um, sure. You know that that AJ AJ is kind of pulling aside the curtain, and what makes that alarming is when you consider that, you know, take it, it is really in some ways a fourth wall break. They do like their fourth wall break feuds these days every once in a while. You know, whether it's Cena and Roman. Or or is whatever. Um, this is a fourth fourth wall breaking feud, and they're doing it to get the audience going. Ooh, but it's especially monumental because it is Undertaker, and this is one of the last guys who kept kayfabe, and he kept it twenty four seven. He kept it on social media. He kept it in appearances. He kept it all the time, and it was not just like an easy kayfabe. Like he's Undertaker. You know what I mean? Like that's a hard kayfabe to keep. That's one of like the last true goony gimmick characters in the early '90s that stayed kind of like out there, gimmicky all the way up to the modern era. So it is frankly kind of took a it big even deal. further the the further along we got. I mean, right. those, those entrances just got longer and longer and bigger, bigger <laughs> productions. Uh, the further along in his career we got. Right. So it is really jarring yeah. to hear him called Mark. And have have them have AJ reference his wife, and and all of that. So it is jarring, and it's something where I don't know if they can. I mean, I was about to say I don't know if they can put that genie back in the in the bottle, but it's wrestling. You can put pretty much any genie back in the bottle, uh, unless their name is Benoit. But okay. uh, that's the that's the thing with this feud that I, I'm still kind of wrapping my head around. Is obviously we know that Undertaker has been like kind of on the way out for years now. And this is just one more thing they're cutting off from him is, all right, kayfabe's now broken on you, right? The, but not, yeah. not just here, but also, as you said, the interview with Stone Cold Steve Austin, like the kayfabe's being stopped with it. Yeah. Uh, the other big part of this for me, the, the thing that took, brought some, some levity to it was Gallows and Anderson themselves actually being terrified of The Undertaker as they walked out down the ramp to the ring with the contract. And they're like, hey, man, no beef. It just, just here's the contract. We, we've got it for you. It's we're just here to deliver it. We're not AJ, you know. And you see, big Luke Gallows, big LG, like cowering back, and you know, oh God, Undertaker. Yeah. Oh, they sold those them. guys. Their facial, Carl Anderson's facial expressions are next level. They're just so good, and I, I enjoy watching those two guys work for that reason. Is because not because of their comedy, but because of their their selling and their their believability of it all. You know, I, I want to point out real quick that when I say the Undertaker lived the gimmick, I, uh, again, our chat right now, uh, Flanders is in our chat right now, and um, and she says she has it on good authority that the Undertaker's house is is weird as hell, and he definitely lived his own gimmick. And if there's someone who would know, it would be her. Um, 
she's actually probably got more ins than a lot of us. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite pictures of all time is her perched on on Keith Lee's gigantic bicep. Um, so shout out to shout out to to you for that. But anyway, uh, yeah. So take her live in the gimmick, but that is possibly possibly going away, Nick. Yeah. So. Weird times we live. We're 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 probably going to see Cena lay down like a champ uh, for Mm -hmm. uh, for the Fiend Mm -hmm. at WrestleMania in a few weeks. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Taker go out and putting the other big big superstar (laughs) of this century in AJ Styles uh, for him. So, uh, line line drive with the with the line of the show today. Chad too bad and Tex Ferguson weren't ready for me and Mark. <laughs> <laughs> South Paul Wrestling is coming. I, I hope that's still coming, it's coming back, back, man. It's coming. Do they it's a studio show? They could shoot that. Okay, that's oh, I, that think that's the most doable. They should just do nothing but South Paul Wrestling. Just no more WWE. I agree. I agree. Like lethal lethal leap year instead of WrestleMania. <laughs> it's a leap year. Yes, it's a leap year. I'm yes. just saying. All right, some more Raw, and then we'll move on. Uh, Kevin Owens, also at a promo, he wants a, he wants a one-on-one match with Seth at WrestleMania. Seth challenged him anytime, anyplace, and, Ke- and Kevin Owens said, cool, at WrestleMania in the Performance Center, which one wonders if that was the plan before all of this happened or if this is convenient because now, like, Kevin, um, you're all going to be in the Performance Center. It's not a special thing. We're going to have this match in the place where everyone else's match has taken place. Um, cool. So, yeah, I'm wondering, I'm wondering what that was about. Again, I'm not going to be too hard on this because I like Kevin's story and that, you know, there's pictures of Matt Hardy and the Bucks pointing to him, you know, that famous picture with Kevin Steen when they were in PWG, all people in PWG together and saying he's sure. the future of wrestling, right? He's the next big thing. And, Look at him now. You know he came up with as the NXT champion, took mm-hmm. out John Cena on his debut, and everything he's done in the years since. So yes, uh, I I think it's kind of cool to throw back to have the story of Kevin Owens where he got his start in the Performance yeah. Center, wink wink, uh, in NXT, and how <laughs> it's going to be part of that whole thing, part of the storyline of this. And I'm not going to be mad at a at a creative slant to that i think that's okay but yeah to your point everybody's going to be there we know we all know that now but let's just go along for the ride and see how the here's the thing i want to say okay ultimately don't prejudge this like let's not prejudge this look at how shocked and pleasantly surprised we were with smackdown on friday now we saw the complete opposite end of that pendulum swing last night on raw it could have been worse it could have, but there's some knobs and some dials to tweak, right? So we've got three weeks before we, they're going to do a WrestleMania. They could have some full-size paper cutouts of all the different superstars and random people sitting in the crowd, and that could be really funny. You know, they they could cut the lights. Seriously, you could have a, a, a arena full of Nia Jax po- uh, cutouts in the uh, in uh, filling up the arena. They could cut One the word. lights One completely word. down. Holograms. All Tupac Shakur holograms. Yep, yep, and Easy E for that matter. You know, all all Tupac and Easy in the audience. Yep, yes, I'm there. Maybe so, like one or two, one or two David Bowie holograms in there too. I also feel like that we might be far enough along now, and 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 I want to say this realistically, where I don't want a bunch of tests taken away from local medical facilities 
to be able to actually test people that are in dire need. But at some point, can we start, when they get the production ramped up, can we start testing people and allow wrestlers to come back in with a quick swab, throw it in, does it change color? No, okay, you're good, go. Mm -hmm. At some point, we've got to get to that. And I understand the circumstances we're in right now, but this has a very steep rate of diminishing returns, meaning that this can't last forever. This isn't going to make it a month or two. Like oh, you, absolutely. Like, if you better nail it at WrestleMania or... And that's the thing, is one of the best parts of the show, I thought, was the match between Ray and Andrade. You have two of your most talented wrestlers. They had a match. It was, I mean, it actually kind of stripped away a lot of the audience interaction so you could just see how athletically gifted these guys are. You really can concentrate on that. Um, you're not getting distracted. All it is is just them working a WWE-style match. And I thought that having everything getting taken away, it's kind of like I've posted in the group uh, an old uh, uh, Japanese wrestling match. It was between uh, Mako Satomura and Asuka back when she was Kana. And Nick, you remember this one? It's just silent, except the occasional shout from the audience. But it's just, you can really hear, you can hear every bang and you can hear every grunt. And it's, it makes the match. You're watching every little nuance of what they do. And this is the opposite end of the spectrum where it's WWE, but it's also Lucha. So there's a lot of flipping around, moving quickly. You know, it's, it's more of an acrobatic event than it is really, you know, mat wrestling, which that was. But this really stripped everything away. So you really watch these two guys, how fluid, how smooth they were. Like, it was actually a really beautiful thing, even though it was a very, in terms of WWE, a very straightforward match. Like, there was no bells and whistles here. Um, They didn't do anything too crazy. And Ray even won with a dropping the dime at the end to beat Andrade, which I suspect means that we're going to have Ray versus Andrade for the U.S. title at WrestleMania. Um but uh, because I don't know if a multi-man match is feasible now, like you said, unless they get a whole bunch of swabs or something and they can show that all four guys are, are, are safe. But, um, you know, I, I enjoyed this style of match. Here's the thing. Reports are Vince does not. And that's why SmackDown had a few wrestling matches and Raw had one. Is Vince looks at this and goes, this is terrible. This is not good shit. Um, so... We will see what they do, and we may have just more videos going forward yeah. um, and, and not as many matches. But I think, they, I think you've got to have at least one or two matches, even if they're in this format. Um, you know, the Jeff Hardy-Corbin match was a little awkward, but then on the other end of the spectrum, I thought this match was really good. So yeah. go figure. But also, what was this was weird. Asuka was commentating this match. Asuka was on commentary, spoke. The only word of English she spoke was yes, she said, Andrade, no, <laughs> which well, was no. my favorite thing. Uh, she goes, oh, Andrade, no, when Ray was about to 619 him the first time. Yeah. She goes, Andrade, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. She was talking like such like a little like young street tough. It was adorable. It was adorable. Oh, man. Uh, Asuka's fantastic. She basically just replayed the character she's been playing for weeks, if not months now, uh, doing, continuing to ride the wave of what she was doing at Elimination Chamber inside the cell and just yelling at Shayna the whole, or, uh, the whole time. It's fantastic. She was the best part of this show, in my opinion. Um, yeah, and it was, I think they looked at her in the, I think they looked at her in the cell and went, "Damn, she's really entertaining when she's yelling in Japanese." Nick, we've been asking for this for, what, a year and a half now? Yeah. Is have Asuka yell in Japanese. And now it's like, it's become her gimmick. 
is Asuka goes out there and yells in Japanese, and it's I ah I love it. I freaking love it. Yes. And I know it's I know it's annoying some people, but that's kind of also the point because she's a freaking heel. Uh, but I I love it. And if you didn't see it, she also had a backstage video of her afterwards bragging about how she can do anything, including commentary and kind of doing her little dance around and yelling yata and everything else. And it was ah, oh, I love it. I love it. Freaking uh, love it. One other thing to to before we get out of here on Raw, it was reported that Edge drove 17, 17 hours. hours round trip. Yeah, Beth Phoenix just put to that come out cut there. that three that, three to five minute promo. Yeah. Can you believe that? Because he couldn't get on an airplane. His, airplane. his air travel got screwed up. So he's like, screw it. I'll drive it. 17 hours. Wow. wow I mean, wow, wow. to be clear, if someone told me I had to drive to Salt Lake City and back because I was going to be on TV, I'd do it. Oh, and by the way, so, here's 10 grand for your efforts. Uh, <laughs> Cut, cut, a, cut a three-minute promo, hang out with the talent backstage, yeah. but stay away from everybody else. Nick, I'm out of here. I'm going to do that <laughs> right now. You got this show. I'm going to – seriously, I'm already gone. I got it. Yeah. It's under I'm control. Just, yeah. but, but We'll be here when you get back, sir, Ian Dangerous. At the same time. At the same time. Props to Edge for that, for sure. Yeah, no kidding. So that was the show. That was it for Raw. Um, and, and it's funny because you know, in the notes here I have, you know, can they keep going like this? Uh, and we kind of already covered that. Like it's a, it's going to be a limited window of time they can do this before people start going. Oh my god, this is too weird and it sucks. But I guess the question I then have after that, Nick, is they're making so much of this the exact same thing they normally do. Only we don't have an audience. Right. At what point do they have to change the mentality of how they're presenting their show? Should they produce it where? Like, should they start thinking of other ways to produce their show where it will make sense, where it will be entertaining, and the audience won't be required? Should they shoot it more like a serialized TV show? Should they shoot it in backstage segments, pre-produced backstage segments? Would that be safer and easier for their talent? Would that be safer and easier in these times to not spread infection? Um, would that be something that uh, if they really sat down and got creative about, could actually improve their TV overall and stick around afterwards, uh, possibly as, as as a change in their programming that people appreciate. I think y yes to all of that as it should be considered, and I I would I it would be remiss of me to think that they're not having those discussions behind the scenes um, already. Like, how do they like if this shit sticks around for a few months, they're in trouble. They can't do like I was talking about diminishing returns earlier. You can do this for a couple weeks. All right, WrestleMania, we understand we're at the absolute peak of this stuff right now worldwide. We think we hope knock on wood. Beyond WrestleMania, if this continues throughout April, stuff starts getting uh, a little weird wonders. and it gets a little unwatchable and the audience starts for stops being so lenient and forgiving and they go find other things to watch and that's bad news all around agreed but the thing is as you said we hope that they are thinking about this now because lord knows wwe likes leaving things to the last minute but this is not something you can leave to the last minute you got to start thinking about possibilities of alternatives now yeah. and obviously they're very stuck in their ways on a lot of levels um 
But at the same time, they're also props to them. They're really good at thinking on their feet because what were some of the most entertaining shows of the last year? The ones where they were up against the wall, they didn't have any other options, and they had to throw something together last minute. The Friday right? SmackDown and then the NXT TakeOver show uh, when they were all stuck in Saudi Arabia. Right, right. The SmackDown NXT show, um, Bray Wyatt, Roman Reigns. Yeah. They go out with the mumps or whatever it was. And all of a sudden, we've got Finn Balor versus AJ Styles on a, on a pay-per-view, almost, almost without any uh, fanfare. And that was a, how great was that pay-per-view without Roman and Bray? Exactly. Exactly. So WWE's back up against the wall. I, I usually I'll bet on WWE, frankly. Yeah. Um, I, just, I just hope that they are taking the precautions right now so that they don't have to scramble last minute when their ratings tank after three or four weeks of recap shows and video packages. Yeah. So I'll leave it at that. I think there is an element of this as well that could be, to your point about studio presentation kind of stuff, like you could cut the lights. You could light the performance center in a way that only showed the ring and manufacture some crowd noise to make the silence go away or at least play some music while yeah. they're wrestling as a music bed of sorts. There's like, lots of options. There, yeah. There's ways to get creative about this. The the silence is what's eerie. And, and that's the simple and you're talking about the simple things. Yes. Simple things they could do. Tomorrow. You know what I mean? Yep. Implement sure. it tomorrow. Start tuning it like an action movie. You have a full you have a, a movie production studio. Get in get in a skeleton crew. Anyway, there's obviously we could brainstorm this. That's not our job. That's WWE's WWE. WWE, call me. <laughs> Nick, they don't have to call you. They listen. Yeah. Hashtag because they Hashtag listen. Hashtag because they listen. Well, that was Raw, guys. We're going to head over and do our moment of positivity. Uh, so, I think there's we, – we have to be glass half full here. We have to be skeptically optimistic in the way that we always are when we think about this. So, Ian, since Saturday, since Saturday's show, basically looking at Raw, what's your moment of positivity? You know, it's funny. I, I've actually been waiting for this on this show because if there was ever a time, if there was ever like – like, in my lifetime, there's been some crazy stuff that's gone on, you know, whether it's earthquakes or fires or, or natural disasters or whatever. Um, whether, you know, where I live, where I am, to me or to other people that I know, that I love, that I care for. Um, but what we're seeing right now is in our lifetimes and, and maybe overall kind of unprecedented. Like this is a world changing event. And it will be something that has ripples and ramifications for years and years and decades and everything to come. Um, and given where we are in that process where there's a lot of unknowns, there's a lot of speculation, there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of panic, um, this is the, the best time to look at everybody else around you and think about the good things and concentrate on the, on the, on the, the positive things and put out positivity into the world and try to lift up everyone around you and lift up your friends and your loved ones and, and people that you don't know even. Yeah. Um, 
And so that's why I'm, I'm actually really glad that we have this on the show. And again, thanks to Sean Clark, who's a listener who actually inspired us to start doing this on the show. Because, you know, we, we started doing this, whatever it was, a couple of months ago, having this little segment where we say something positive about the week. And I can't think of a more relevant time to have this on our show than right now. I can't think of yeah. something that I'm more proud of to have on our show than this right now. Where it's something as simple as just saying, oh yeah, this frivolous entertainment that I, that I imbibe throughout the week, um, what about this makes me happy? And oh. try to share that, share that happiness with other people who listen and, and maybe other people will go, oh yeah, that's, you know what, that makes me happy too. Or it's so cool that that makes them happy like it, and it uplifts other people. You know, this is the time for all of us to look at each other and go, how can I uplift other people? Yeah. And um, I could say something as simple as Oscar on commentary was my moment of positivity. Um, but it's, it actually wasn't that. It's my t-shirt, uh, isn't it? It's my puking le- le- Lucky Charms Leprechaun t-shirt for St. Patrick's You know, any other, any other year, it would be your puking Leprechaun t-shirt, but I'm going to have to say sorry, Nick. Today, it is not your puking Leprechaun t-shirt. I'm sorry, I'm buddy. I'm out. I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, actually, no. It, is, it was actually earlier today um, on my Facebook page, like a bunch of people posting, uh, if you have an artistic project or if you have something that you do that need support um post it and you know from multiple people yeah post it and we'll check it out and you know and throw you some 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 coin and help um Mm. and and this is a twofold thing because on the one hand um people that you know are are my friends or my facebook friends or who i know showed up today and did just that. They were people of their word, and they they threw us some dosh um, in our time of need. And that is, you know, inspiring me to go out and do the same for other artists and and creatives who are who are trying to create stuff during this time and are, you know, up against the wall. Speaking of but which, then, by the way, not to interrupt, but Alex Washington with five bucks in the tip jar saying dude, thanks X, for being Alex, the coolest you, wrestling man. show uh, fans I know. Thank you very much, Alex. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much, brother. It really is appreciated. Sorry, as you were saying. It really is. But no, I, no, seriously, thank you. But, um, but the second half of that is also seeing online not just people who are willing to you know, give their hard-earned money to people who are being creative and, and being generous in that way and uplifting other people and, and helping others in that way who are, who are having hard times. But there are people out there who are taking their time now to uplift the, the, uh, the, um, the other creative people who are out there who are using their energy and their abilities to create things to help people psychologically, emotionally, even beyond that through these times. Uh, one of the contributors to the show, JB, earlier today, uh, I, she posted something on Facebook. I actually I passed it along as well. I think she posted something in the Busted Wide Open discussion group. She has started actually reading children's books um, to your kids on YouTube. So she's creating a YouTube channel where she reads children's books to your children. So if you need something for your kids to do while you're at home in quarantine with them and they want, you want them to be doing something safe and constructive, you can have her read to your kids. And that was something that 
she just came up with and was like, this will be helpful to people. And she's not even asking for money for it. It's just free on YouTube. Seeing something like that, um, seeing other, others of my friends who are, who are busy creating content for people to consume, to entertain them, um, who are finding ways to help other people, that's the stuff. That is, whether they're helping us, whether they're helping others, that's the stuff that is my moment of positivity, Nick, is that in strange, uncertain, weird, scary, sometimes times like we're having right now, um, that I am seeing those things happening right now. It's, it's, I'm not having to search for them. They're, they're coming at me. Yeah. And that's a wonderful thing. That's my moment of positivity. Yeah. Uh, if I can piggyback off of that. Um, Please. Uh, something personal this week that happened in our, our neighborhood, like many other neighborhoods around the country and around the world, uh, where we live, has a Facebook group. So we can all communicate with each other. It's, it's a really cool, very active group. Um, someone, I think one of, the, one of the ladies in the neighborhood posted that they were going to have a shamrock bounty hunt for the kids today. Meaning that, so what they wanted to do, and they didn't tell the kids this, but they wanted everybody to make uh, cut out shamrocks and put them in a window in their house somewhere. And these are bigger two-story houses. So basically you put a shamrock in the window and the kids go out around the entire neighborhood and find them and they have to write the address down of where they found it and where it was, like the location of it and everything. And it's just... Right now, during this time, kids are home during the day for extended <laughs> period of time, and they want to get out of the house. Losing her mind. And the parents want to want yeah. them out of the house. <laughs> so it's kind of twofold, right? It, it's you know, piggybacking off of what you're saying, it's it's finding things to uh, be creative about. It's finding things to entertain yourself, and it's one of the biggest things that I take pride in in this show is putting on a good, high quality production for you guys. Not just, you know, yes, we focus on one niche of professional wrestling, but go out and find other content creators in podcasting, in live streaming, whether it's video games or movies or books, or there is a podcast for literally anything Every, out there. Yeah. <laughs> and 90% of them have a Patreon or a donate button. 90% mm -hmm. of them have some way to interact with them. So if you have a particular fandom, if you have a particular niche that you're interested in, Go find them because they're out there. And thank you guys so much for all of your support. I mean, even in this time, you guys dropping almost $100 into the tip jar is I, it's, it's mind-blowing to yeah. me. Uh, thank you so much. I'm, 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 I can't even express how much I'm touched by that. Like, that's, <laughs> seriously. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, Nick. I, I think. That, and yes, Oscar was amazing on commentary. Well Edge ate my well, soul looking at me right. with his promo. But yeah, the things that are going on right now uh, it are, with, are extraordinary. With, with society coming together, uh, DC aside, and that's all I'm going to say about it. But the things that are in the more localized communities that are going on, the outreach in the creative space that I'm seeing in Los Angeles, uh, studios are shutting down. But it's giving people to go. It's giving people glass half full options to go out and finish that screenplay that they wanted to do, but they couldn't because they were too busy being a scripty on a TV show. It's giving uh, camera operators the ability to go practice their lighting and DP work now because they. Th there's opportunities here, and we're going to talk about some of those as well. That was an intentional segue, by the way. Well done, well done. Nailed like that one. Uh, yeah. But uh, we're, we're going to get back to that. Thank you guys for hanging around. Thank you for all of the money they give. Oh, no, we're not done just yet. <laughs> 
We've got just enough time for our other news lightning round. Beep, 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 beep. You know, it's funny, Nick, because I'll we are totally up there. Yeah, you're. <laughs> we're totally going to come back to what you just said. We're going to get back to creatives finding new ways to be creative. But first, we do have to. This is a wrestling show. We got to get back to wrestling for yes. just a second, uh, because in any other show, Nick, this would have been in the big news. This is this is how insane these times are. We're this. This news right here would be down towards the back of our show, and that is that that WWE announced not only JBL, NWO, uh, Davy Boy Smith, the Bellas, the Bella, uh, the Bellas, Bellas, but also Jushin Thunder Liger oh. will be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Probably the most deserving person this year. I'm actually going to go and say he is the most deserving person to Agreed. be in the Hall of Fame. This year, hard stop. Um, this had been, I mean, we pretty much said when they, when they first started coming out with the rumors of who's going to be in the Hall of Fame, this was the lineup we gave here on the show. It is now official, though. Um, one of the greatest cruiserweights of all time, one of the greatest innovators of all time, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, Jushin Thunder Liger, who retired earlier this year, uh, is going in the Hall of Fame, whenever the Hall of Fame is. But I'm just curious if he actually shows up for it. He does have a relationship with WWE. He wrestled Tyler Breeze. So technically, he's wrestled in WWE. He wrestled in WCW. They have those tapes. Yep. I'm just wondering who, induct- who inducts him, who they get to induct him. Um, that, maybe Rey Mysterio, maybe John Cena. I could see some, one, of their, some, one of their legends would have to do it. Someone of stature. Yeah. Who, yep. can, who can really like, pay tribute to this guy. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, sadly, you've got to do some, some, uh, some, some COVID-19 news here, some cancellation news. All Ring of Honor shows have been canceled through May. All Impact shows have been canceled until April, and they're playing it by ear. NWA, no show today and no show for the foreseeable future. The Crockett Cup has been canceled. Uh, we may not see them come back for a few months. CMLL has announced... They are going to be canceling shows for the next week at least and may do more. Uh, but they were having a big show coming up. That's done. Um, AAA also had a big show coming up, Rey de Reyes. That has been postponed. They are going to do that show at a later, later date. But that was, a, that was going to be a big show too. Um, so that's kind of a, a big deal that they're canceling their WrestleMania essentially. Um, and a lot of big guys are going to be on that show including uh, Kenny Omega uh, defending his title, Lucha Brothers, etc., from the U.S. Uh, WWN's Wrestle Expo, which included Gabe Sapolsky's Evolve, also the WWN Super Show, Progress, WXW, that's all canceled. Uh, WrestleCon also got canceled, um, which was going to have a whole bunch of like, uh, some New Japan shows like the Lions Break, uh, Joey Ryan's Penis Party, uh, Ethan Page's Body Guy Extravaganza. Uh, all of that's done. They also had some issues because the Marriott they were going to hold that whole thing at wanted to continue to charge them $117,000 for everything. I said, nope, sorry, guys. You still owe us that money. Um, actually, I'm sorry. It was 117 170 Anyway, a lot of money. And only, only, I, I actually had it in my notes that they were going to get screwed out of that money. You have people like Kevin Owens, David Starr, Seth Rollins. A lot of people threw out on Twitter like that was bullshit. And luckily, as of uh, about 5.40 p.m. Pacific time, uh, WrestleCon tweeted out, thanks to Marriott West Shore for agreeing to honor the force majeure clause and not holding either our guests 
or WrestleCon responsible for the liquidated damages. The emergency declaration by Governor DeSantis to cancel events over the next 30 days was a major factor. So they will be getting their money back. Uh, good for WrestleCon because that would have been devastating. Uh, it's a lot of money to lose and not have any money come in. The GCW Collective, which was a group of matches including uh, Joey Janela's Spring Break 4, Josh Barnett's Blood Sport, Effie's Big Gay Brunch, Warhouse and Wrestle, Warhouse's WrestleVania, uh, they are they are postponing. They are not canceling. They are saying that they will do all of those shows at a later date, which is good because I'll be goddamned if John Moxley versus Josh Barnett isn't freaking cursed at this point. Last time it was bursitis. Now it's COVID nineteen. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. I need mm. that match, man. I yep. need that match. Yep. Good God. Speaking of matches, uh, if you didn't know, if you didn't see it. Yesterday, Will Ospreay, he had a brainstorm. He said, what if we had a whole show, but there was no fans? And he put together, on the spur of the moment, he put together an awesome show that you can catch on WrestleTalk Showcase on YouTube with no fans, and it's a bunch of awesome matches. The, uh, the highlight of which, the headlining match was him versus real-life girlfriend, Bea Priestley, where, um, Nick, I'm going to put it this way. At one point, Will Ospreay gave that woman a chop that if that doesn't send him to the couch for at least a month, <laughs> then either she's really forgiving or they're really kinky. I don't, I'm just saying. I'm going to throw that out there. Yeah. But, uh, but no, it, I, and all joking aside, it was actually a really freaking good match. Uh, they both know how to work. They obviously work well together, and Ospreay you know, is world-class. Bia, I think, is getting there. Um, not no disrespect meant like I, she's behind him in terms of experience. Like, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Don't come yeah. at me. Yeah. Um, it was a great match. Go check it out is what I'm saying. It's for a good cause. Uh, actually 9,000 people watched it. So that's awesome right there. Um, watched it live NXT tomorrow. They're reporting will have zero wrestling matches. It will all be interviews, video packages, etc. AEW meanwhile will have, what they're saying will be a regular show, but from a closed studio or closed space. So kind of like what we're seeing with SmackDown and Raw. So it'll be very interesting tomorrow to see how both NXT and AEW, so AEW especially, because we've seen kind of what WWE is doing, but AEW especially, what they do to try, to creatively, to try to get through this. Um, I do know that Marco Stunt, however, will not be in AEW because apparently he's feeling under the weather. So... Fingers crossed. It's something normal. Get well soon. Marco's stunt. Yes. And finally, finally, Nick, a little bit of an upbeat thing. Happy birthday, Samoa Joe. It is oh. Samoa Joe's birthday today. Did he Happy get a birthday, concussion sir. blowing his candles out? You took the damn joke out of my mouth, sir. It's okay. No, it's, it's okay. It's, a, it's, it's <laughs> worth asking. He injured himself blowing out the candles in his cake. He's the, uh, he's the Tony Romo of professional wrestling. Yeah. Oh, Cowboys fans, what's up? Damn. Who also, except, funny except, enough, except. seems to be better at commentating, too. <laughs> oh, shit. Woo! I'm on fire tonight. Tony, Tony Romo can also finish games uh, with uh, with broken ribs, with with, uh, with an injury. So, that's yes. actually, damn, dude, I hate that analogy, but I can't, I can't argue it. Yep. I can't argue it. <laughs> <laughs> so, is that the news? Samoa Joe is better at wrestling than Tony Romo is at football? Oh, that's the news, Nick. That is the news. Oh. Well, thank you very much, that Sir Ian Dangerous. 
Uh, unbeknownst to you, sir, you have been attempting to Skype distance me over here on the stream. Your uh, your connection seems to be wonky, and you're, you're auto-resizing yourself constantly. So apologize to those of you watching on YouTube. Uh, I for, do nothing. For his size. Just I'm trying to like live update it as we're doing the stream here, but... Uh, the way that we wanted to... Oh, there you go again. See, I jump it all big. Pay for good I pay for good internet, damn it. Yeah, well, what that's... Your, it's, yeah, you call it get your money back. Or we could just understand and accept the fact that... Oh, God. It's going to drive me insane. That the load on the internet right now is seeing unprecedented traffic. And that could be it, too. The, especially in a city that's not bigger than 20 square miles with 20 million people in it. What so, it, now, Nick, you know more about technology than I do. What is it where there's two different kinds of internet speed? There's one where there's like a local link, and you can only go as fast as everyone who's hitting that local link at the same time. I think that's what I got. Where like yeah. right now is when everyone's getting home. Those people who still go to work in this place, so getting home and they're checking all their stuff on their on their uh, on their computers. So maybe that's why right now it's always screwing me up. Yeah, you're you share that link with not only everybody in your building, but everybody at your what we call a pop, a point of presence. So everything comes into one place, and then it trunks into the main. <laughs> I'll put my little push my little Magoo glasses up. Uh, no, but everybody trunks into the same line. God, this is gonna drive me insane. You got right. this, buddy. You got. I got this, it. It's all me. good. Uh, and, he, and as soon as I resize you, you blow back up to big. Anyway. Uh, we wanted. Thank you for sticking around, guys. We wanted to finish. Hashtag up phrasing. Nick. Yeah. Damn. We wanted to finish up the show today with having sort of a casual fireside chat with you guys about uh, some things that we were thinking, and we wanted to talk about the uh, what we were thinking about doing next, some of the ideas <laughs> that we had going into our year four post-mania. So, Ian, this was sort of your concept. I wanted to let yeah. you do this as I kind of actively resize you nonstop over here. Re resize me, my friend. Uh, work, yes. on, work on my size. <laughs> Um, no, so the, the, the idea I had was, look, we are not sure how much content we're going to have to talk about on this show in the coming weeks. There, you know, there might be, you know, like, look at this raw, half of this raw was a pre-existing content and we can't talk about it. So this show has been a lot of talking about other things. Like this show right here was almost kind of an experiment on that was how breezy can we be and talk about other things and so on and so forth. But we're going to have to get creative about what we talk about, Nick. Not only that, um, I don't know about you, but I'm going to find myself a little bit more free time. Yeah. And that extra free time, to, to call back to what I was saying in the mop, means I'm going to get creative. I want to do some creative stuff. And I guess that is where we are right now, where I kind of want to, in, in, in front of everybody, not behind closed doors where we're sitting there and brainstorming with each other, I kind of in front of everybody want to just talk to you about what you think would be fun for us to do for this show um, and just for, you know, BWO in general, whether it's YouTube or or even something else. Yeah. What would we what could we do with this time? Well, let's let's break down what we have currently. Let's inventory what goes on today. Sure. Because we've got the Tuesday show where we mm -hmm. cover we, we we do this two days a week. On Tuesdays, the slate is we cover any WWE pay-per-view recaps, and we cover Monday Night Raw and anything else that might have happened uh, since the Saturday show, right? Including Correct. news bits and things like that. Then there's the Saturday presentation production where we do AEW, NXTs, Friday Night SmackDown, and then we do the patron mailbag after that as a separate show. On top of that, we've also got 
all of the shows that we watch with all of you guys in Discord. And we've also got the recently started up BWO Universe build out happening over on Twitch. So it's not that we're short of things to do. Um, <laughs> the, the beauty of being on YouTube for, I don't know, uh, we've been doing it pretty professionally now since about August when I got the rigs and we got everything dialed in and that ugly summer last year of trying to do it with laptops and it just didn't work out so well. So we got some up. I, I now have the giant command center as it is today. I'm doing all kinds of live streaming. I'm comfortable with it. Uh, I've got a green screen on the wall over there. And one of my next big things, we've recently started talking about post-mania. What do we do going into year four uh, of this show? And one of the yeah. things that I want to do, because I've been looking at YouTube analytics for the last six to eight months as we've been doing this and growing the show, our shows are too long. And we don't do it frequent enough. And that those are really the two big things that make a YouTube channel successful. is frequent mm -hmm. content and short-form content, meaning 10-ish minutes. Uh, so with that in mind, one of the big things that I've come up with recently that I want to start doing, with all of that said, is a daily news show. That's, that's probably the big idea that I want to do. Uh, you and I collaborating on coming up with the topics and anywhere from 5 to 10 minutes shooting and posting a five to 10 minute show. We need to do all of the things like coming up with a name and an intro and graphics and all of that stuff that just comes along with producing a video series of sorts. But there's, there's also a long laundry list of, of busy work that you and I need to do. We need to redo the intro that we've been promising for a year. We need to update a lot of our graphics. We need to get pro wrestling tees online. We need new, we need to do the full makeover of the, logo with the new font that we've been testing mm -hmm. that's working really well lately. Uh, you'll see the one we're talking about here on the stream if you're watching on YouTube. It's our names. It's uh, I've got like four half-finished t-shirt graphics in my iPad I'm waiting to actually like sit down and do. So it's yeah. not that we're short of things to do. What we wanted to talk to you guys about live here is we wanted to like, oh, let's pull the curtain back, talk about what we've got on the docket, what yeah. we've already got going on, what we've already talked about and thought about and planning to do. But we're we're hoping to brainstorm with you guys. Like, what can we do above and beyond all of the things that we're already doing that you guys would like to see? What are things that you you go to other sources of wrestling news for? Uh, to what would you like to see us begin to do? Yeah. So sure. Now that we have all this all this free time on our hands, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, and not only that, but um, not only like extra stuff beyond the three episodes a week but in those episodes if we don't have a ton to talk about um what would be fun other things to talk about for instance on this show today we got to talk about all the crazy crap that's going on in the world and now we're talking about our plans going forward and that's how we're going to fill out the time on the show um but going forward at some point we're going to have to figure out some of the stuff whether that's watching old episodes and talking about what happened there doing history or um, or finding other content. And that's, and that's really what I'm looking at and saying, how do we fill the shows? If WWE is filling its shows with filler, that leaves us high and dry because then we need to fill our shows with filler. But what filler can we put in our shows that would be entertaining? I'm already, I'm like, you know, beyond this show, I'm already sitting here going, damn, this is a great time. You know, I've, I've, I've had people in our, in our group who've, who've listened to it. I got to do some more episodes of Horror Palooza. I got time. There's lots of movies I could watch right now. You know, there's more content I could put out. I got the time. 
Um, I've watched Outbreak and Contagion already this week. So well, that's I, a terrible idea. Right. No, no, <laughs> no wonder you went and spent all that money yesterday or Sunday. Good Lord. No, you uh, actually should watch Contagion. It's very... Very apt. Very yes. accurate. Yeah. Um, but that's, I guess that's what I'm saying is like, what, what can we do on this show that would be fun, entertaining, interesting to keep people uh, listening that you guys would find entertaining? Still wrestling related. It's a wrestling show. You know, I think as far as anything else, um, sometimes we get off on tangents on the on the mailbag episode where we go into movies or other things. People ask us questions about that, um, which is a lot of fun because we're Nick and I are kind of uh, well-rounded nerds. Uh, but at the same time, you know, on the show, as far as wrestling, what would be fun stuff to sink our teeth into? So yeah. that's the kind of stuff I'm going to be looking for. And whether you guys want to hit us up in the Facebook Busted Wide Open discussion group. Um, or, or wherever, like, just let us know what would be something that would be like, say we have another raw like this week, we, Nick, Nick was staring down the show this week and he texted me, you, you said, uh, uh, there's like edges promo and undertaker and, and, and we've one got nothing match else we've for seen show. 327 <laughs> times already. And that was, what it. are we, what are do we for, doing? What are we going to do for a show? Well, here we are, Nick, we're an hour and a half into a show. So it is possible to do. Um, and I, that's, that's the thing that I really wanted to kind of just going to throw out there right now that that we are thinking about other things to do with our time we're thinking about other ways to improve the show and and i i think that you know nick a lot of things that you said will be a great use of time um creating kind of some kind of daily news or i don't know how much news we're going to get so i don't know how 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 useful that will be right now but we can test it out right now oh there's so come come with us on this journey as we test out our new daily 10 minute a day news break you know, like you see on Cultaholic or Going in Raw or any of the other awesome other shows that we uh, we really respect and want to either emulate, but you want to emulate, but do our own thing on. Right. So you know, like no no one here is going to be doing why. That's why no. we're going to do our own thing. Yeah. So uh, that's that's kind of I think what this time is going to give us is Nick and I are both normally very busy guys and. Now we can spend a lot more time on the show. So if you guys have anything that you want to see or that would be fun, throw us ideas, man. We are, we are, our sales are open. The chat is on fire with ideas right now, by the way. There's all kinds of stuff going on. I've been too busy talking to look, unfortunately. Right. So <laughs> BWO busted news, busted worldwide. I like that one because I'm a stepbrothers fan and prestige worldwide. I love busted worldwide. I think that's with a, with a geeky, like 1960s news globes spinning around or bee -dee 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 kind of thing going on I, I dig that i think that's really fun uh that was uh, esmeralda came up with that one uh oh, wow. line drive says how about a guest a contributor spot something that the audience can help put together with you guys it's the one thing you guys have other wrestling channels don't and that's an audience connection thank you for that oh thanks uh, man that's very kind of you to say thank you i, I really appreciate thank that um, I don't. I don't know. No. I, I the going and raw guys have the friendoverse, the friendos. They do the culter guy of cultaholics. You know, yeah, they're the cultos, the cult, the, cultos, the cult, yeah. the cult. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> cultaholics. I I don't know what you get. The what culture? The what culture guys have the the waltz. Uh, the, the difference. Friendos, the, cult, the difference the for me is is growing our presence in the greater wrestling community. And we've been doing the show now for three years, going on three years. We'll be going into the fourth year here. Uh, and at a certain point, uh, there's a level of 
relevance is that the right word i know and if you go back and you look at uh, any of the bigger shows that are out there they've been doing it for five plus years the grind is real guys mm. and you talk to anybody on youtube and it takes two years to get to any kind of significant number yeah. where you're monetizing enough to be able to pay your bills and do it full time and i look at the gap of where we are today and what we need to do to get there and i want to start you know learning some lessons and taking some inspiration from that one of those is we don't have the consistency of outside of our two days a week and one of those is growing the viewership above and beyond like we get thousands of downloads on the audio podcast yeah our average video gets about 100 views on youtube right why what's the difference Mm -hmm. there and i think it has a lot to do with the frequency that we're putting up and the fact that they're two hour long videos well, this this is the thing that that I really feel, Nick, is and that's and that's why I think that when you came to me with the ten minute news show, the first thing I said was, I think we can pull ten minutes a day. Yeah. I think we I think we can make that happen, and I think I want to prioritize that because that is what sells on YouTube, and that is just so. So again, this is curtains wide open. That is our next goal. Is like we I feel pretty confident with with where we are with podcasting. It could be more, but it's it's. I'm I'm satisfied. Um, I look for it. I look forward to it growing. But I think that our big next goal is conquering YouTube, and we are so far from that right now because for some reason we're not getting what we should be getting on there. And that's just figuring out like the algorithm on YouTube and figuring out how to get those views. Um, and I always I love the fact that you guys all show up for our live shows. Everyone in the chat right now, like thank you. That's freaking rad. I can't wait till that's triple digits. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that, those are the things that I'm looking for is, is building, growing and how to do that. And if this time gives us the opportunity to try more things, then dude, let's do it. Yeah. We also got to get you a new computer. Yeah, apparently. (laughs) Oh, great. Make me spend money when I'm not making any. I just bought a damn car, man. Just saying. Anyway, yes. You have to get me a new computer. Great idea. Fantastic. I'm I'm working on that. Okay, good. But yeah, that's pretty much all I want to say. I will keep my fingers crossed, man. I'm not going anywhere. I'll be sitting right here. You know where to find me. Yeah. So that's pretty much all I wanted to say, Nick. What we just did was pretty much what I wanted wanted to put out there. If you've listened this deep into the show, obviously you you give a crap enough uh, that this will be relevant to you. And I wanted you to hear this. I wanted you to hear that we're thinking about this. We're brainstorming it. Nick has things he's thinking of. I have things I'm thinking of. Um... And that's going to be our plan going forward. It's going to be a crazy few months. But uh, I'm, I want this, at the end of it, to be as big of a growth experience as possible. Not just not, not personal growth, not personal growth. Like growth in terms of creatively on the show, what we're capable of doing and what we do and the content that we give to you guys. Right. So, More yeah. content more often is, is really the crux of this. Um, I'll drink to that, Nick. Yep. That is really what this comes down to because those are the things that drive up viewership, watch time, all of those metrics that YouTube cares about. So at the end of the day, the reason we're sh- sharing this with you guys is because you guys have been along with on this journey with us. Most of you that are in the chat right now 
are we consider our core fan base. You guys show up every single show. You're in the chat acting with us yeah. in the live stream. You're in the Discord every show, watching all of the things with us, chatting live. Some of you are uh, you know, shepherding new listeners via Instagram and forums and all I I see all that. Yeah. I see you. Yeah. So BW uh, BW family for real. Like seriously. It really is a big family here. So that's why those of you that are listening to this on the audio podcast, please be aware that, uh, as Ian said, YouTube is the next great frontier for us to conquer. Yes. And we're actively doing everything we can, and up to and including spending hundreds of dollars on tools and things that we can use to more, you know, modify our videos, make them more uh, show up better, tag them better, do all the things. Uh, on YouTube that make them look more professional. So I want to clarify real yeah. quick, no disrespect intended to our podcast audience. You guys are amazing, and thank you for downloading us and listening to us. Oh, as, sure. As, as well. <laughs> oh, sure. No, like that was a, that's, that's how we built this was on our podcast oh, audience. We and built this city. <laughs> don't you ever Jefferson Starship me again. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Thank you, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for participating. A big thank you right now. Like I'm, I'm feeling my gratitude today, and that's not just the writer's tears whiskey talking. That is, that is completely 100% genuine. Um, I, I'm feeling so much gratitude for everything that I have uh, right now. So thank you, guys. Thank you very much, guys. And thank you for hanging out in the chat today. Thank you guys listening to us on the audio podcast. We hope you enjoyed that conversation. We will be putting up a thread in the Facebook discussion group to sort of emulate a lot of this. So if you're listening after the live show on audio or if you're going back and watching the replay here on YouTube, come on over and join us in the Facebook discussion group. Post up your ideas. Look for that thread. I'll have it pinned up top at the announcement later tonight once we get done with the show here. Uh, but yeah, we want to hear all of your ideas. We want to hear things that you think we could do better, things you think that we could change, all kinds of stuff. We're As we go into our fourth year here, we want to make sure we're delivering the most awesome wrestling show and building the best wrestling community that we can with all of you. So we feel like we've done a pretty good job, but we're, we're getting there. We're still finding things that we can do better every single day, and we love you guys for coming along on this journey with us. Uh, so be sure and head over to Facebook, search for Busted Wide Open, like our page, and send us a join request to get into the group with everybody else, all of our phenomenal ones. Uh, you can also find links to the Discord in there. All of these links, by the way, are in our description below here on YouTube or pinned to our social media profiles as well, including in the show notes for this over on Orbital Jigs or BWOPodcast.com is what I should say. There you go. Uh, you can find us anywhere any uh, your, on your podcast app of choice, Instagram and Twitter at BWO Podcast, uh, YouTube.com slash Busted Wide Open, streaming live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, every Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. We much love to everybody that's subscribed to us. Thank you for getting us closer and closer every day to that 1,000 subscriber mark. It's going to be a big deal for us once we get there, we promise. Uh, and I can't wait to ex be excited and share that news with oh, you guys boy. that we have we have topped that mountain and are looking at the, ne the next hill to climb is much, much bigger. But uh, you can also head over to patreon.com slash BWO. Sign up for one of our awesome reward tiers to get access to some exclusives like copies of the show notes for every single episode, even this short little one from Raw last <laughs> night. Uh, it's still a lot of fun. Ian writes great notes for, for the show here, so oh, they're always a lot of fun you. to read along and follow through yeah. as we're talking about things. Uh, you also get access to the ability to play in our WrestleMania patron pick'ems at just the $5 per month tier. You can get bonus episodes at the $10 
$1 tier, sweet swag, Skype calls, all kinds of good stuff over at patreon.com slash BWO. But my name is Nick Howell. You can find me on Twitter at Data Center Dude. And I am Sir Ian Dangerous. You can find me on Twitter at Sir Ian Dangerous. But my God, would somebody stop the damn man? This show is part of the Orbital Jigsaw Network. For more episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. For details and show notes from each episode, check us out, orbitaljigsaw.com.